Cthulhu was likely born on the planet Voril, located in the 23rd Nebula. His father is Nug, his grandparents Yogg-Sothoth and Shubnigarath, and his great-grandfather is Azathoth himself. At some point, he traveled to the binary star of Zoth, where he mated and produced the great old ones known as Gatanothwa, Ithogtha, and Zothamog. Cthulhu and his children traveled then to Saturn, followed by Earth, along with a species known as the Star Spawn of Cthulhu. It's unclear where the Star Spawn originated from, but it's possible that the shape-shifting aliens worshipped Great Cthulhu and changed their form to resemble the deity. Regardless, the alien group landed on a continent in the Pacific Ocean, and they built the great stone city of Erlier, made from strange green stones and pieced together in ways that are foreign to any human design. Upon their arrival, the aliens received immediate resistance from another species known as the Elder Things, who had lived on the planet for millennia. The Elder Things were no strangers to war, which we'll cover in a different video, but eventually the two groups came to an agreement, and the planet was shared for the time being. Cthulhu and his spawn enjoyed the freedom of the planet Earth, but at some point, Cthulhu went into a deep hibernation within Erlier. The reasons for this are unclear. During his hibernation, humanity evolved on Earth, and Cthulhu often communicated with individuals through dreams, slowly creating the cult of Cthulhu. Disaster eventually struck the corpse city of Erlier, though, sinking the city, Cthulhu, and much of the continent into the ocean. Reasons for this disaster vary, from changes in the moon or stars, to an attack by other ancient aliens, or even a secret weapon from the Elder Things. Regardless, though, Cthulhu and his spawn were trapped under the ocean, and left with little to do other than wait. Erlier has risen out of the ocean at various times, but never for very long. The cult of Cthulhu has continued to grow throughout the ages, and as they meet in secrecy, they chant of the day when Erlier will rise permanently out of the ocean, and Dread Cthulhu will retake the world. Welcome to the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast with Ryan, Larry, Joshua, and the Illumamami herself, Miss April. And on today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to get to the bottom of the Cthulhu. Gesundheit. Seafaring music. <laughs> right on. <laughs> okay. Larry's always got an idea when we come out of our womb opening. I get it. It's cool. I like it. So, okay. Does anybody know anything about C- Cthulhu? Which is the proper pronoun- pronunciation according to fans of H.P. Lovecraft. <laughs> Can I buy a vowel? Shh. Sure, why not? <laughs> You'd be the worst I'd host be the, I'd, of Wheel of Fortune ever. Okay, but I'm the, I'm yeah. the best yeah, host sure. of this show. You God are the best you host. Pat Sajak couldn't do this. No, he couldn't. So, what does does anybody know anything about Cthulhu? No. No? Okay. I don't. I mean, outside of the big sea creature from H.P. Lovecraft? Uh, no. Add an A, and he's Cat Thulu and menacing cat. 
Lick my kitten. <laughs> Josh likes cats. Mm. Yeah, no, I don't know. I haven't heard anything. Well, I know, like, I know of Cthulhu, but not really anything about it. Okay. He's what the dreams of Japanese animators are made of. All them tentacles. Yep. All right, so let me give you guys a picture. Imagine Godzilla-sized creature living under the water, deep, deep underwater, with a tentacle-like face and big, long appendages. And supposedly, he is what all men's anxiety is weighted on, because he controls all of it. Wow. Josh, did you have something? Well, I was just going to ask, which Godzilla? There's uh, um the big one. Well, Godzilla's <laughs> been <laughs> different sizes over the years, so I'm well, yeah, that's yeah. getting pretty technical. Yeah, you're, obvious you're, if you go to baby Godzilla and as he grows, he's gonna get bigger. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> you know what? These are the kinds of questions though that I have to ask our no, our you don't host. really have no, to ask I, him. I, Come on, man. <laughs> How much research do you think I actually did? Uh, just enough. <laughs> just <laughs> enough. Three days worth. Okay. okay. Wow. So anyway, I, I'm just curious if you guys had any idea about Cthulhu. So should we dive in with our scale? Now, like I said, we have this tentacled mouthed creature living deep under the water. Uh-huh. And, and and the thing is, anytime they ever do any of those shows where they're like, we went real deep and we found River the, monsters, we found this creature and it's just like a blobfish and he's like, uh-huh. you're like, man, <laughs> that guy seems sad. Like this blobfish looks like, <laughs> well, this <laughs> blobfish looks like he hasn't get laid in a long time. <laughs> Would you be pumped if you were a blobfish? No, no, <laughs> no. Cause it just looks like a sad accountant but that's just me so i got my cpa <laughs> i've never got a blob job bob t blob at your service <laughs> that's for the blobfish that is 1040 easy i can help you with that <laughs> so i'm curious though um you if you were shelter? confronted say you're in a say you're on the banks of a ocean and all of a sudden, you see storm break, and this creature just comes tearing out of the ocean floor. Tentacles in its face, big, long, like swamp thing-like arms, and it's just some crawling for the for the land. <clears throat> On a scale from one to ten, how freaked out are you, Joshua? Oh, well, anytime Courtney Love comes out of the ocean, it's scary. <laughs> No, really though. I mean, with the the size of Cthulhu, <laughs> that's the best Courtney Love joke you have done in sixty six episodes or whatever it is. I uh, love it. I, I mean, obviously, Godzilla sized creature coming out of the ocean. I don't like swimming and having things brush up against me. And those are like little tiny fish or a frog or something. What's the sound you make when something brushes up against you? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> no. <laughs> there's definitely a. <laughs> I 
don't even know what that's from. But I'm just like, he's got so many sounds I did. No, there's definitely more like a holy shit. <laughs> you jump yeah. out of the way, right. but so on an on a scale though of one to ten, <laughs> uh, something of that size coming out of the water. Well, yeah, it's gonna be like a ten. Right on. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Anything that's that big that like no one has seen before and looks super menacing with all of his tentacles flopping all over the place. Yeah, that's definitely a ten. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm going with ten on that as well. Fuck that shit. Right? I'll say 10 as well. I think uh, H.B. Lovecraft was ahead of his time. He knew um, he knew what it was to make people scared. And actually, realistically, um, he, on a side note, actually died at 46. He had Hmm. chronic anxiety. Wow. And um, a lot of that he poured into his stories and actually he considered uh, Cthulhu to be the anxiety like maker. Mm. Like it, it, he thought that that was what was making people. <clears throat> not that he thought that, but he wrote that into his story that this was the creature that was making all these people have anxiety. So what? What gives you the most anxiety? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would say what gives me the most anxiety in my life today. <sighs> That's tough because there's a lot of things that really fuck me over on a daily basis. Um, probably politicians. Hmm. Okay, that's a good yeah. one. Uh, for me, it's 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 kind of hard to describe, but it's definitely time. Uh, if I'm at work or if I, like pressed for time being pressed for time and like i have to like i i hate being late mm-hmm. to anything and when which ryan was that way <laughs> if if i have no control over um your schedule my schedule yeah that, yeah then i i get very anxious and like not knowing mm-hmm. the, what what the plan is and and that way you can stick to a schedule. And that's my ADHD, mm-hmm. like full blown ADHD. I, I don't know if anyone's ever noticed that before. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, all those times I've seen you posting on Facebook while in the middle of a show. <laughs> you know, it, I can't, I, I'm Could always wait doing 30 extra. minutes. I, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, it'd probably be butt sex. <laughs> That doesn't make me anxious. Anyway, um, <laughs> butt sex in the butt. God damn it. Wrong button. <laughs> well, now I'm waiting for Josh's it. Josh's biggest fear is me putting a finger in his butt. No, you know what happens? She makes a specific noise if it goes in her butt. Ah! That's the one. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Okay, no. So I think very specifically, I'd say that driving on the highway in the middle of winter when you know there's ice Ooh, on the road, I like I, I white knuckle the wheel and my ass is tight, so clenched, like I can't. I'm I don't do highway driving in the winter. Well, I'd I like can't. That when I'm about to get a platinum, I just got a platinum wet clenching. <laughs> um, God, 
that that winter one's a really good one because mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about that, but it does give me a lot of anxiety. But I'm gonna go with finances. Oh yeah, oh, that's yeah. a good one too. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm gonna say. Do we give our verdict or not our verdict or scale numbers? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we all said ten. Okay, yeah. it was a perfect ten. <sighs> that was disgusting. <laughs> But that was a Josh burp, wasn't it? That was Cth- I can tell. No, that was Cthulhu. Yep. So anyway, let's get into some info about this creature because people want to know. So Cthulhu, according to fandom.wikia.com, ooh. Now Cthulhu has all these different names. Are you ready for them? Sure. Tulu, Clulu, 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 Cthulhu, Cthulhu, Liliu, Cthulhu. There's a persona for Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> High priest of the great old ones, the great dreamer, the sleeper of Riley, the star spawn. Uh, now, what kind of powers and abilities do you think Cthulhu has? Swimming. <laughs> I bet Breathing so. underwater. <laughs> Breathing underwater. Another one. Superhuman strength. Well, well he's not human. Inverner. In Ver- fuck. Physicians invernability. <laughs> Why can't I say this word? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, inver- I can't even say the word. Why can't I Vessel. say this? Try and say it again. Invul- <laughs> Let's just break it down. No, Larry, Larry, break it down. On. Syllable by syllable. Invulnerable. Invulnerability. Invulnerability. There you go. God damn it. <laughs> Flight. <laughs> Madness, manipulation. So that's kind of like the whole like anxiety control thing. And then immortality, telepathy, and reality manipulation. So the ultimate X-Men. Pretty much. Now, he's considered the great old one of great power that lies in a death-like slumber beneath the Pacific Ocean. So us, our California listeners better be cool. Yeah. Stay in school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Surf's up. Don't surf too far out. Fish tacos. <laughs> what else do they say on the West Coast? Sublime is the best band ever. I hope they don't say that. <laughs> so anyway, he remains in a dominant presence in the eldritch dealings of our world. So, now, he has many worshippers, so it is unknown how large the throng of those... Who, who worship the dreaded Cthulhu is, but his cult has many cells around the globe. The cult Ugh. is noted for chanting its horrid phrase of ritual. Oh, good lord. We'll oh, make sure you get this one recorded, Larry. <laughs> it is Fungle Munglanaf Cthulhu Ryla Hunglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglanglangl
which <laughs> might possibly mean Cthulhu waits. What Cthulhu is Cthulhu dreams or Cthulhu waits dreaming? What is the 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 saying that yeah, the the, oh, the shorter uh, one? Yeah, uh, Cthulhu fanga. Uh, it sounded like you said like mind comp. I was like, <laughs> no, <"Whoa> there, Hitler. <laughs> it might be Hitler, but that's not for us to figure out today. So, anyway, it sounds pretty scary to me. What do you guys think so far? Well, yeah, anything that big that can drown you, I guess. Is that what it does? Or m- make Men- you mental telepathy, or and mm-hmm. make you go out and drown yourself? Yeah, I mean. Okay, so we know that we know for a fact that Cthulhu is part of the H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. Call of Cthulhu was actually the name of his novel that he, and it was only one. It wasn't many. And Lovecraftian horror has been kind of a big deal for also, people. Like poor thing is sexually frustrated. Yeah, I'm, I mean, why else do you think the oceans are so salty? Oh. <laughs> now my cum is black. So in the next in the next segment we'll delve into the internet, but I want to break this down a little bit so because foamy. on the on the fictional side, so the, the Cthulhu mythos is a shared fictional universe based on the work of HP Lovecraft. The term was coined by August Der Derlith a contemporary correspondent of Lovecraft to identify the setting and lore employed by Lovecraft and his literary successors. So there were actually many people that wrote Lovecraft uh, Cthulhu-inspired fiction. So uh, the name Cthulhu derives from a central creature in Lovecraft's literary works from the Call of Cthulhu, First published in pulp magazine Weird Tales in 1928. So these people knew about Cthulhu in 1928. That's pre World War Two. One. No, that's post World War One. Just so you one point five. <laughs> right. <laughs> the Redux. Trust Larry. He was there. Oh. Uh, ew. Oh come on! <laughs> <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> the writer Richard. The writer Richard Tierney later applied the term. Derleth mythos to distinguish between Lovecraft's works and Derleth's later stories. Authors of Lovecraftian horror in particular frequently use elements of the Cthulhu mythos. So, in his essay, H.P. Lovecraft and the Cthulhu mythos, Robert M. Price described two stages in the development of the Cthulhu mythos. Price called the first stage the Cthulhu mythos proper. The stage was formulated during Lovecraft's t- lifetime and was subject to his guidance. The second stage was guided by August Dareth, who, in addition to publishing Lovecraft's stories after his death, attempted to categorize and expand on the mythos. So an ongoing theme in Lovecraft's work is the complete irrelevance of mankind in the face of the cosmic horrors that apparently exist. So it's... I don't want to skip ahead to pop culture so much, but I've been playing a lot of Elder Sign on my phone, which is a great board game that you should all play, and it has a very Cthulhu Lovecraftian influence, and anytime Cthulhu comes in, you're basically fucked, because it's just going to rip everybody to shreds. I don't know, if somebody had an octopus stapled to their face, I'd just be like, hmm, (laughs) that's weird. How does that work? How do you breathe? Did you steal the Black Pearl? Maybe. 
But anyway, so... Somebody got that, right? Yeah, okay. I got that. Okay. Lovecraft made frequent references to the Great Old Ones, a loose path pantheon of ancient powerful Took deities from space who once ruled the earth and have since fallen into a death-like sleep. So these are all creatures. You guys ever... Oh, fuck, doing pop culture again. Did you guys ever see the movie Cabin in the Woods? Yes. Yeah, no. Okay, so... Ooh. I don't want to spoil it, but I will say that well, there's... Yeah. It's a great, it's a great, fun, awesome movie, and it's totally part of pop culture, but I'm just saying, like, that movie in particular, they put an uh, a heaviness on old deities who are asleep under the ground, and Cthulhu... Come on, man. It's actually, it's actually a really good movie. He said sleeping. Theater of the mind, man. Okay, I understand. Larry's good at that. <laughs> so anyway, um, Lovecraft published work. His second st- short story, Dagon, is considered the start of the myth- mythos. The first story to really expand was The Call of Cthulhu in 1928. Lovecraft broke with other pulp writers of this time to ma- by having his main character's minds deteriorate, which is really creepy when you read those stories. Like Specifically, I had a great like short story collection of um, Lovecraft and... Um, Every single story is basically like, I found this thing, and holy shit, I'm going batshit crazy. I showed my roommates, and they think I'm crazy. And then this thing, it's got tentacles. Oh my god. Ah! And then like he looks at the ceiling, and the devil's like, I'm going to eat your brain. And then like, Lovecraft's <laughs> like, oh, fuck my life. I should have got, got laid. The end. Cliff notes. I mean, that's, that's Ryan's cliff notes. You should have got a BJ. So anyway... What? Um... <laughs> We'll keep going. There have been attempts at categorizing this fictional group of beings, these elders that live underground. Philip A. Holy shit. That was, that was all you? The soundboard time with Larry. I'm Larry. Was, was that you drinking a Labatt Blue? What? No. No. Okay. I'm anyway. like Marilyn Manson. I, I get a, a platinum in making blowjob sounds for a soundboard for I a podcast a, I do. I get a platinum in Felicio. <laughs> hey! Hey, I want to meet you. <laughs> I got a platinum in Felicio, too. Mm. All right. Let's keep going, guys. <laughs> so there's a bunch of people that wrote about the great old ones. The view that there was no rigid structure is expounded upon by S. Tay Joshi. Hey! Who said Lovecraft's imaginary <laughs> cosmogony was never a static system, but rather a sort of aesthetic construct. So people who loved this idea of a Cthulhu or these old ancient deities, they just expanded upon it and expanded upon it. And after this has been released only once as like a 1928 short story, people's imaginations were pretty much just run wild. So... Now, I don't want to I don't want to lose people in that they think like, okay, well, Ryan, why are you doing an episode about this if for fuck's sake, it's obviously a fictional story? Well, the reason that this became such a big deal is because a lot of people actually started to believe it was real. Now, let me take you two steps to the left for a second while the Thunderbird pulls over from the side of the road. And examine this with like level heads and just say, okay, so wait a minute. You're telling me that there's ancient gods that are asleep, that are waiting for a certain moment in time. Well, a lot of religious sectors would say you're waiting for a certain moment in time for something to happen. Uh And that's before 
most of them, and if we go prehistoric, more so before any sort of religion was ever invented on this planet. And we'll get to that in the second segment after we take this break. Fulha may rise up from the ocean. My friends' sounds from the deep have begun to echo in our oceans. Something is coming. We've never heard anything like it. After months of speculation, scientists have finally identified the most likely source of a creepy audio recording from the deepest part of the ocean. According to a new study, the eerie 3.5-second recording that was picked up by an autonomous vehicle deep in the Mariana Trench is a new type of baleen whale call that no one has ever heard before, and it's still not clear what it actually means. It's very distinct, with all these crazy parts, says one of the team. Sharon Newkirk from Oregon State University. The low-frequency moaning part is typical of baleen whales, and it's that kind of twangy sound that makes it really unique. We don't find many new baleen whale calls. To prepare you we are about to play it and has been nicknamed the Western Pacific by a twang. It spans frequencies as low as 38 Hz and as high as 8000 Hz. Humans can hear between 20 and 20,000 hertz, and Neil Kirk and her team have been unable to find any human or geological origin. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard the Cthulhu on Conspiracy Therapy for the first time. That is what it sounds like. So that's in the Mariana Trench there, right, where you heard. So now it's time for us to delve into the internet world to get some real solid Answers, ladies and gentlemen. So here we go. Yahoo Answers. The first question. Are there real cult of Cthulhu's in this world? The best answer. I wish there was, but I highly doubt it. I think that it is more feasible that there is a cult of necromancers or something akin to necromancers than a cult of great Cthulhu but then again one should not underestimate how far people will take a story the next answer from maniacal artists Cthulhu is a fictional character from H.P. Lovecraft's story I'm not sure if it's a real cult or not and there is actually a website for you to check out, dear listeners, cultofcthulhu.net. Cthulhu is a fictional character made up by H.B. Lovecraft. If there are, there are only for humor, says blah, 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 blah. And then the last guy, Cthulhu Azamanag, says, yes, we will let you in if you want. Now, from is there a Cthulhu to wait is it possible that Justin Bieber is an Illuminati plot to raise slumbering Cthulhu Justin Bieber is going to raise Cthulhu well okay and then possibly plunge this world into insanity in fact is he just the latest sting of Cthulhu Messiahs the cult of deep ones that have attempted to raise Britney Spears, New Kids on the Block, Marie Osmond, Act, etc. Best answer. You know, it's funny you bring up Metal Militia. 
I found one of those classic rock metal militia comments on a dirty dancing video. Not kidding. Here it is. Link. Anyways, to answer your question for real, I disagree with your thesis that Justin Bieber is the in the Illuminati, which you've talked about. The Illuminati knows all about. It's true. According to this homeless person down the street from me, who I used to talk to before he had to go to rehab, he said that there were specific clues to find to tell if someone is in the Illuminati, and according to his evidence, Bieber doesn't meet any of those. The homeless dude says that he would have a certain mark marking on his left toe, and I've never seen a tattoo on Bieber ever. The man also said that a Dude's member covered quotes, in tats. The member. The man also said that a member codes their messages in their songs. I don't think "baby" is slang for New World Order. So, your next answer. Oh my God! And then a link, and then Call of Cthulhu, and then something about Metallica. So, King Crimson says not to plunge the world into insanity, but to continue to lower standards until the lower class is thoroughly controlled and the elite can rule with an iron fist in all aspects of society. It's all tied together. Just look at the fat, fat cats in DC trying to destroy the middle class and make the rich even richer. Okay, I'm kidding. Maybe. Well, the political thing is true, but about the Illuminati? Yeah, but then again... So there's a lot of back and forth about Illuminati. So... This guy, Leafy, says, if your daughter gets Bieber, Bieber fever, chop off her head with a meat cleaver. <laughs> I've got the fever for the fever of the Bieber. And that's it for your Yahoo Answers. Yahoo! Yahoo! Ladies and gentlemen, when we really want to delve into a subject, we need to get to the basis. What is up with the pop culture? It's time for the pop culture minute with Josh. Sonic Boom. There's a lot of oh, I, th- <laughs> I didn't know if you were doing something there. You know, when I think of the basis, I think of Getty Lee. But that's just me. Anyways. Okay, this is going to be the pop culture three-hour segment. No, it's not. But you know what? I think it'll come as no surprise that Cthulhu obviously pops up everywhere because, uh, like you said in the first segment, the the public kind of went crazy with Cthulhu. There's all sorts of shit. The Call of Cthulhu, a movie in 2005... Uh, there was Cthulhu in 2007. I mean, like There's you... a video game, too. I'm getting to it. No, oh, sorry. Jeez. Oh, I'm sorry. Was this Ryan's pop culture? Yeah. <laughs> uh, multiple board games called Call of Cthulhu as well. Uh, Ooh, Call of the Cthulhu. Cu- <clears throat> you did a Ryan. It's easy, BBC. But I think of... Of all the different board games, I mean, the one that I like to think of the most is, is D&D. And of course he would show up in Dungeons & Dragons. Video games, though. Did you guys ever play uh, Infogra- Infogrames PC game Alone in the Dark? No. 92. It's an adventure game based on the works of H.P. Lovecraft. Uh-huh. So nice. Uh, more recent game, Bloodborne. Uh-huh. 
came out in 2015. It's a action role-playing game on PS4 that is uh, heavily influenced on the Cthulhu mythos. Um, Call of Duty, even. Black Ops 2. <laughs> duty. Duty is my favorite kind of duty. Uh, Destiny. Two of the raid bosses, Golgoroth and Oryx, are loosely based on the Mythos characters, Golgorgoth and Oryx. Of course they were. Now, one of my favorite types, or one of my favorite series, Fallout. In Fallout 3, Point Lookout. You know what you do in case of a Fallout? What What do you do? You put it back in and take shorter strokes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Words of wisdom from Uncle Larry. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. Uh, Lots of different bands. um, From Black Sabbath to Blue Oyster Cult. (laughs) But one of the ones that, for me, uh, Cradle of Filth. (laughs) Uh, I know. And what what most people would say is one of their best records, Midian. There's a song called Cthulhu Dawn, which well, I don't like to swim because I might get bit by Cthulhu. I I, I want to say though that song well, on that record, incredible, incredible, incredible. Um, I almost smiled when I heard that song. <laughs> oh man, oh Larry. <laughs> So, but I mean, there's also there's lots of bands. Metallica also, uh, not spelled the same, but it's uh, they have a song on Ride the Lightning called "The Call of Cthulhu," which is an in, uh, an instrumental. Some people think it's kind of one of the uh, weaker songs on there, but I disagree. To be fair, though, um, H.P. Lovecraft never actually explained how to pronounce Cthulhu. Cthulhu is the common pronunciation for the creature that he created, but he had, like I said, when we started, like I had multiple different, like crazy, and that was just me trying to take a stab. Like, I, I, I don't know. Maybe if he came back from the dead, he'd be like, Kirker. You'd be like, what? Sounds easy, baby. Yeah. And you'd be like, excuse me, Mr. Lovecraft. What did you say? He'd be like, <laughs> that didn't sound like what you just said, Mr. It's like, oh, well, I just want, I just want sex and some candy. Oh, that's, I uh, sex and candy. That's what, oh, every, yeah. that's, uh, that's what everybody wants. So a uh, couple more uh, TV, a, a lot of different things, but I think uh, Ryan of all people touched by a Cthulhu. <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> Uh, Rick and Morty. Oh, I thought you were going to yes. say Gilmore Cthulhu's. The uh, opening title sequence actually features Cthulhu, Cthulhu chasing, chasing the characters oh, underwater. Uh, my my last one, South Park, features Cthulhu as a character in the 2010 series. Mm. Uh, it was a three-part episode saga uh, with when Cartman goes into the Coon character. And there's many mentions of the Cthulhu mythos, the goth kids. Oh boy! <laughs> at South Park, being revealed to be members of the cult of Cthulhu, and 
The reason for Kenny's constant death and resurrection being a ritual Kenny's parents did when Kenny's mom was first pregnant with Kenny and they joined the cult of Cthulhu. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls, pull the Thunderbird over to the side of the road for a second. Let's talk about the fact of a verdict. So, in the front of the court, we got a weird, octopusy-faced-looking gentleman. Wow. Don't talk about Josh that way. <laughs> he's standing there, and he's looking around Octo-bomb? like, what am I even doing Octo-dad. here? dad <laughs> And then on the other side, we got four podcasters who always weigh in with their most important thoughts. So we're looking at this creature. (laughs) Ryan is dead. I think we broke him. (laughs) All right. Remember that time you promised a listener we'd burp less? Don't make promises to the listeners. Okay, so let's talk about whether or not Cthulhu is real. Josh, go. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go with a very, very hard but watery. Oh, oh, gross. No. (laughs) Not fun to even think about because, uh, yeah, no, tentacles. No. Okay, that's a no. Go, Larry. Oh, um, yeah, that's a no. It could have been. I mean, I could see how it would gain some credibility with tired sailors. You got giant octopuses, giant squids, but and and the sounds of whales are can be disturbing, especially if they're mid coitus. But I'm gonna wow. say no. I don't think they exist. Yeah. It's my favorite form of porn. The <laughs> whales he means. Whale he porn. Think whale they porn. Exist. Yeah. <laughs> hmm Yeah, I'd have Sperm to give this one whales. <laughs> a, a no for a me humpback. also. Um, just because I, I think the idea behind it is kind of is is cool mm-hmm. and is very well thought out, but um, I don't know. It just because it came from literature. And got all twisted up, and I, mm, no, I don't think it's possible. People take literature way too seriously sometimes. Like, what was it? War of the Worlds, or that they did, had on radio? They that did the radio freaked thing. out, and I think it's just another example of something like that happening, where he published something that just got way out of control. Mm-hmm. I will end this verdict with a big fat. No, obviously it was fictional, and uh, people who want to elaborate on that—that's cool. But you know what? It's not real. That's been your verdict. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. It is time to close this episode out with a big fat quiz before we end. Let's get quizzical, quizzical. I wanna get quizzical. Let's get into quizzical.
That's where I would probably say you guys know how to play the game. I do. So we're going to do it. An ocean quiz, since the fucker lives in the ocean. Question number one. What country has the longest coastline in the world? Ryan. Ryan. I'm, I'm Europe. Sorry. That is incorrect. You said country? Country. Oh, shit. I said- Europe isn't... I'm not a no, country. It's, it's, it's not. April? April. Not very confident in this one. Australia? That is incorrect. Josh. Josh. Fuck. I'm going to say Greenland. That is incorrect. That would be Canada. Oh. I know somebody from Canada. Well, good for you. Coastline is 56,453 miles long. If I'm not mistaken, Canada is also the largest country in the world. That would make sense. Question number two. What is the average water temperature for all oceans? Ooh. I'll get, you can give me close. Hmm? If we guess, can we get close? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll get you close. Sure. Ryan. Ryan. 60. No. April. April. 42. Well, you, that you can give it to... I was just going to say, for future ones like this, what you should do is just have all three of us answer it, and then that way see whoever is the closest. No, that's not how the game is played. Oh, well, fine then. I'm the host. <laughs> Ding. The rules. Okay, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Hey, hey Mark. Uh, Josh. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> April, it is... You are very close. It's 39 degrees. Oh, okay. Wow. So we got April 1, Larry 1, everybody else 0. Here's one that you should probably know, probably from grade school. Approximately what percentage of the surface of the Earth is covered by oceans? Ryan. Ryan. 75%. 70%. It's 71%. You're within 5, so I would give that to you. Give it to me, Josh. That equates to about 140 million square miles. Yeah. Josh, zero. We are full of water. April one, Ryan one, me one. What percent of all Earth's water is contained in the oceans? Josh. Josh. 75%. Mm. April. April. Mm. 87%. Brian. Mm. Ryan. 50%. 97%. Wow. So we're at question number four here? I think. One, two, three, four. Yeah, we're at question number five. I have two. April one, Joshua zero, Ryan one. So this one's worth three points. In what country? Actually, let's go with this one. What ocean creature is the largest animal on Earth? Josh. Josh. Sperm whale. April. April. Humpback whale. Wait. Do not give me the blues and get this one wrong. (laughs) Can you repeat the question one time, though? What ocean creature is the largest animal on Earth? Ryan. Ryan. Blue whale. (laughs) That is correct. 
Ryan walking away with a win. Nice. No, I'm just going to not. I'm going to wait if they get it wrong and see if you give me an obvious hint. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. But sometimes someone could grab it in front of you and get it cracked. That's true. That's true. Those things, blue whales, larger than any dinosaur that ever roamed the earth. You can swim through the uh, heart valves. For real? Of a blue whale. Yeah, they're that that sounds like kind of fun. Right? Uh, All the goopy insides. Tastes like a penny. (laughs) Okay, calm down. Calm down. All right, Josh, where are you when you're not here? I am on all the shows, but... Uh, there's the Stiff Joystick podcast that I host, and that's uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and SoundCloud. Video game podcast. <laughs> and of course, if you like wrestling well, that's history... That's bad. Sorry. Cutting that out in the edit. <laughs> Feel free to check us out on the Potty Slam podcast, where usually you can find at least three of us, sometimes Ryan, uh, and we are on Facebook and Twitter and Podomatic. Oh, me? You? You can find me on the EFIS podcast if you like baseball history. EFISpodcast.net. If you like this show, which I hope you do, if you like our Facebook, be weird. Be like, like, I hate the show, but I gotta listen to it. <laughs> Good lord. There are a lot of burps tonight, ladies and oh, gentlemen. I hope you stick it. around for the next <laughs> Wait, what? what's the next one? Is that like 69? It's somewhere in that range. The drunk episode? Oh, is that the one we're going to do? 69 is going to be the drunk episode? I think so. Oh, dear Lord. We're all spending the night here. Yeah. We're all spending the night here and we're all talking about ghosts. It'll be That's... the weed number episode. 420? We have a while to go before we get there. Yeah, we have a long way to go. I'll be dead. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I hope you would like our page and check us out on Potomatic, Twitter, and Facebook. We post episodes every week on at Conspiracy T Show. If you would like to send us a recommendation, email us at conspiracytherapyshow at gmail.com. Also, if you want to see us, and I think at the time that, that this episode is going up, we will literally be at Grand Rapids Comic Con. Yeah. So if it's not there or it hasn't happened, mark it in your calendars. Come see us. We want You know what the out. funny thing is you've been telling everybody but you yet to give a date or an address. October fifteenth or something. Um October twenty, 20 through twenty two, I think. Yeah. October yes. twenty through twenty two. She, she makes that a lot more sense. It's at DeVos, I'm pretty sure. DeVos Hall in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We'll be there. So be square. Oh dear. Anyway, before we end this episode, does anybody have anything they want to throw out there? I've had almost an entire bottle of wine. <laughs> okay. Good job, April. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. We will, of course, see you next week on another episode of Conspiracy Therapy Podcast. And the forest mist is black and ocean calling for us. Our minds are drawn to hate's eternal storm. The beast screams its name, it howls for more. This falling creature rises to us.
This has been a presentation of Beer City Media.